here with a purpose, not to annoy you, not to get on your nerves, not to, for him to bother you, but for him to rescue you in the midst of it all. Amen. We're going to continue the four-part series on the signs of the end times. So if you could be physically able to stand on your feet, amen, and show reverence to the word of God, we're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 through 35, Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. If you don't have a Bible, raise your hands and one of our leaders will make sure to get you one. Amen. God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Amen. Let us read. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Matthew chapter 18, verses 1, I mean verses 21 through 35. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he, as he was not able to pay his master, commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Dear Lord, we give you thanks, honor, and glory for your precious word. We ask you for the revelation, wisdom, understanding. But overall, Father, dear God, make your word live in us so that we can be an example of what you called us to be. Father, we ask you to bless this service and this message. In Jesus' name, you all be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God is good. Let me make one thing clear that there's many signs to the end times. The reason why we chose four is to give you an understanding of what's to come and what's being played out in front of us right now as we speak. 
One of the signs that we are in the end times is that many will be offended. We spoke about it last week according to Matthew chapter 24 verse 10. That many, meaning the majority of people, will be offended in the end times. Amen? If we're not careful, we will be partakers of offenses. And God doesn't treat offenses like we treat offenses. In other words, if God forgave you, who are you not to want to forgive others? The thing is that we want to play with God, but we don't want to play by his rules. We want to play God, but we don't want to play by his rules. And many of us today are victims of our own ignorance. We are asking God for change, but we don't want to submit to change. Are you hearing me? This is very deadly. Why? Because when you are offended, you are subject. To die a slow death. Everyone that has come against you. If you give that person a part of your heart and mind. Before you know it. You will continue to relive the offense in your mind. Over and over and over and over and over again. And sometimes let me be honest with you. The people that have offended you. Have no idea that they have offended you. That's a true story. We blame the offenser for offending us, but the offender has no idea or no clue, no understanding that they have offended you some way, somehow. It's like many people today don't come to church because they feel that they're being stereotyped. People ask me all the time, Pastor Jose, what do I have to wear to come to your church? And I said, first of all, it's not my church, it's God's church. Jesus made that clear. Jesus says, I'm in my father's house. So let, let's make that clear. This is not about me. This is about God. And if you got your eyes fixed on me, trust me, I'm going to offend you some way, somehow. But if you got your eyes fixed on God, I cannot offend you. Because you see the mercy and grace of God through me rather than the offense. So sometimes we feel some type way. We say, we don't want to go to church because I don't have clothes. First of all, clothes don't save you. I've seen sinners dressed better than me. Are you hearing me? God examines the heart, not the clothes. Leave that to the designers. Clothes don't make you. You make the clothes. That's why when I look at a mannequin, I say, mannequin, I look better with that suit on. That's why you need to take it off. Amen. Give God a round of applause, church. <laughs> we be offended by the actions of others. Like many of us, we say, how dare she wear that? How dare him speak like that? How dare him wear that? First of all, they do that because they choose to. They're not offending you. It's not a personal thing. It's an offense to you because you have some kind of concept based on what you think of people. Are you hearing me? Many of us are church hurt. And in the last days, many will turn from God. Why? Because they're church hurt. Now, I'm going to give you a little explanation, a little clarification so that you can understand where we're going. 
The reason why you are offended by a church person or a pastor or a congregation is because the level of your expectation towards them is higher. But a church person can offend you just like a worldly person, but you don't see it the same way because your expectation of a church person is higher than someone in the world. Now, if that's the case, let me tell you something. You will never be saved. You will be a product of your own demise. Because at the end of the day, we all bleed red. We all breathe the same air. We have to eat food to stay alive. And we judge each other based on what we assume and we think rather than who we are. Are you hearing me? Now the race station in this country is based out of ignorance. We hate each other because of the color of our skin. We hate each other because of our culture and our language. But if we really sit down with people, we will find beauty in everything. The devil is a liar. And we come against the spirit of racism in this nation. I may not sound politically correct, but all lives matter. Period. All lives matter. Are you hearing me, church? There's injustice going on in this world, but let justice be served by God. Let God be the judge. Let the laws of the land prevail. Let us not play God. Let us not try to be God. That is not our place. We are offended and we don't even know the facts. We are offended and we don't even know the story. You know there's always two sides to every story. If I would have learned that years ago, I guarantee you, I wouldn't have all these grays creeping in. You see, sin robs you of your beauty. And offense steals you of your joy. You spending nights trying to figure out people, and you forget about yourself, that you lose sight of yourself. And while they partying and chilling, you crying and grieving. And they don't even know they offended you. But Jesus warned us that in the end times, it's going to accelerate. It's going to accelerate. People will offend you. But it's up to you to conquer that. Now, in Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35, Peter, the servant, the disciple of Jesus Christ, came up to him and said, How many times should I offend my brothers and sisters? And Jesus said, it said unto you to forgive them seven times. But I tell you, forgive them seven times, 77. That equals to 539 times a day. Not even your worst sinner could sin that bad. Not even your worst sinner can offend people that bad. What Jesus was trying to say to Peter and each and every one of us, have no limit on unforgiveness. Learn how to forgive. Learn how to forgive. It becomes part of your nature. It becomes part of your culture. It becomes part of you. That the moment you get offended, you deal with it. You cast it off. You don't let it germinate into your heart where it takes root. And before you know it, you are a prisoner of you. We are a subtotal of whatever we allow in. 
People get mad today and get offended when someone doesn't answer their text message. Let me tell you something. Maybe they forgot to charge their phone. Or maybe they haven't paid their bill and they don't have no signal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Know the facts before you pass judgment. Know the facts before you get mad. Know the facts before you get upset. Know you before you know them. You know how I read text messages? I try to understand the sender. Before I let my emotions rob me and steal me of my joy. Oh, 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 oh. What does she mean by that? Hello? You haven't even read through the whole message to understand where they're coming from. And you're already getting upset. 53% of the text messages that are sent are misunderstood by the receiver. Not the sender, the receiver. So I say, I saved myself a lot of trouble because I didn't know at one point I was offending people. So I say amen when I reply. If I got something to say to you, I'm going to tell you to your face. Rather than a text message. Because I want you to see me and I want to see you. That way we can knock off whatever we need to knock off right there and then. I forgive you, you forgive me, let's move on. We ain't got time for that. Are you hearing me, church? That's called spiritual maturity. And Jesus was trying to get Peter to understand that you're going to get to a place that nothing bothers you. That nothing affects you. Yes, there's life. Yes, there's offenses. Yes, there's going to be moments where you feel lost. But that doesn't give you the right to stay stuck. Are you hearing me? Give God a round of applause, church. There's an expectation from the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven doesn't operate the way we operate. Every time we inquire of God, we inquire order. God expects you to deal with sin. God expects you to deal with offense the way he wants you to deal with it, not the way you want to deal with it. So sometimes we get to a state of mind that we lose sight of that. And the same Jesus that we cry out to, the same God that we cry out to, is the same God that's watching our actions. We can't say, God, judge this person. God, do brimstone fire over here. God, do this. Oh, my, my, this person did this to me. This person did that to me. This, this. And God is saying, every single day, you sin against me. So how do you expect me to deal with your problems when you have yet to learn how to deal with your own problems? Wow, this is deep. Offenses will come. If you were born to this earth, you are going to be offended at one point or another. You could have the best day. I've seen people have the best day. And just because it started raining... Let me tell you something. If it doesn't rain, we don't have a harvest. I know you love to watch movies that sell your fairy tale story. You met Romeo and Juliet, and the weather was just perfect. And they show you the house, they show you the horse and carriage, they show you the butler. But let me tell you something that's a fantasy. They, they don't show you. The dry saliva on your lip in the morning. The crust in your eyes, the bad breath. You know, she ain't all that good after, you know. Woo! 
Wake up in the morning, girl, what happened? I don't know what happened. What happened to you? What happened? To- oh, I thought your eyes was green. You see, we, we, we invent stories in our mind, and then we expect those stories to become reality. You know what reality is? Life. Life will bring its trouble. Life will bring its joy. But it's up to you to dominate each day. Just because it's raining doesn't mean that I'm going to have a lousy day. As a matter of fact, I love rainy days. I wish it could rain about four or five times a week. I just love the rain. I find peace in the rain. I find meditation with the rain. I love the rain so good that I just like to crack a window halfway open. And just let the breeze come in, you know what I'm saying? And then go and walk to the kitchen and get that Bustelo coffee going, you know what I'm saying? And then look at that bread. Now, you ain't Spanish, so you don't know what I'm trying to say to you. And you find yourself in a heavenly place when you slap that butter into that nice. Cracker and cheese. Look, they're they taking it to the next level. <laughs> God is good. Offenses will come, but the real test is how do you respond? Write that down. How do you react and how do you resolve? Remember the three R's. This is the real test when offenses come your way. This is what God wants you to be reminded. How do you respond to an offense? How do you react to an offense? And how do you resolve an offense? Let that... Sit there for a minute. Let us sit there for a minute. God wants to encounter you today. Because unfortunately, most of the world will be left behind. Now, I know some of you don't believe that, and that's fine. That's fine. But let me tell you something. Everything will one day come to an end. And coronavirus has accelerated where we're going. So if you think that right now they're demanding for you to put on a mask and a vaccine pretty soon, the mark of the beast is going to be introduced. And whether you like that or not, you're going to remember these messages of prophecy and you're going to say, Pastor and that person were right. We're heading into a new world order. But before that new world order gets established, Jesus promised that he will take the church. So the time clock right now is on the church. Start saving people. Evangelize to people. Evangelize to your neighbor. God is coming. God is coming. Stop fighting your neighbors. Are you hearing me, church? Who cares about who's right or wrong? Win them with love, mercy. God found you in the midst of your mess and he covered you with his mercy. You should have been dead a long time ago. People ask me all the time, Pastor, how do you know God is real? Right here, baby. Right here. (laughs) If you buy me a cup of coffee, I'll tell you my story. Why you mean a cup of coffee? It's going to take a minute. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk. I'll tell you how God is good. The prophecies that we're seeing right now are forecasting. They're showing many signs of troubles ahead. Signs are appearing everywhere we go. Look at today's society. The way the youth is evolving. 
I never met such a disrespectful generation like the generation of today. If I was to talk to an adult the way the adults, I mean the way the youth talk to the adults today, I would have had dentures. Every tooth would have been knocked out of my mouth. My, my mom would have been, pa! ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué son eso? Tu diente. Flying like Tic Tacs. I, I, I don't condone that, but the generation of today is crazy. You can't tell people to have a blessed day without them cussing you. It's an offense to tell somebody, have a blessed day, have a good morning, how you doing? It's an offense to compliment somebody. Somebody wanted to take pictures with me yesterday, you know, the opposite sex. They, they came to try to hug me, and I went, nope, mm-mm. I'm keeping my hands to myself. We could take a picture like this, that's about it. I ain't trying to hear that. He said, he said, nah, 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 nah. We ain't got time for games like that. I mean that with all due respect because nowadays people will make stuff up that ain't even true. You can't give somebody a genuine hug without them feeling violated. Are you kidding me? That's where we're going? That's where we're heading? That's how fragile and sensitive this generation. But it's okay for Cardi B to be on national TV grinding on another woman on TV and that's okay. But if a pastor preaches against homosexuality it is a crime. Oh, we oh, we gonna go there. We gonna go there. We gonna go there. We gonna go there. Oh, oh what's, what's going on? We, we flipping the book? We're reading the word upside down. We're reading the word sideways. We're adding and taking away. Nah, we're heading into some dark times, church. And I'm praying to God to keep me because it's getting worse by the minute. I was reading an article a few weeks ago. A Dallas Cowboy fan got offended by a Philadelphia fan. Punched the guy out and killed him. It ain't that serious. But that's how easily we give room to the devil to come in. That we fight in over things that don't even matter. Like if the Philadelphia Eagles are going to pay now your attorney to defend you. Like if the Dallas Cowboys are going to write a check. No, life goes on. And you, because you were offended by someone else that has... A different jersey. Now, let me tell you something. It wouldn't be a game if there were not other teams involved. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, are we that ignorant? Imagine your team being the only team. Who would they be playing? Amen, church. Every time I, I'm out there during football season, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I got no problem with that. People tell me, you got the nerves to be wearing that. And I say, you got the nerves to be wasting your breath on me. Because whatever you say to me don't matter to me. Because this team don't make me. As a matter of fact, I make this team. Because I'm supporting this team. So you better go over there with that. And then when my team be doing good, they be like, oh, we see you. We see you. We see you. Y'all doing something. I just keep walking. Not time for that. I let the score speak for it. I let the championship speak for it. Amen. I had to get out that out for my patriot nation that's out there watching me. I ain't mad at you. 
We ain't, we ain't mad, bro. We, layman's term, we ain't feeling salty. Because now we change words. Now we don't say we're offended, we say we salty. I found out that the other day, some, some guys were talking. I'm like, what, what do you mean? You, you got extra salt on you? What, what's going on? Do I need a dictionary to understand today's language? Or what do you mean by you being salty? As a matter of fact, don't change it. You just offended. Feeling salty? Well, give God a round of applause, man. God is so good. In Luke chapter 17, verse 3, Jesus says, to his disciple, take heed to yourself. What that means is he's saying, listen carefully and pay close attention. Before we bring up a charge, let us examine ourselves. Before we say anything, let us consider what we contribute to that offense. People will only do what you allow them to do. And people will get away with the things that you allow them to get away with. The problem is that we vent about situations, but we don't want to confront situations. We want to we continue to sweep situations under the rug until we trip on the rug. Rather than us, hey sister, hey brother, come over here, I need to talk to you. Today we're going to show you ways how you could avoid offenses and how you can address offenses now let me tell you something there's some offenses that you can't avoid but there's some that you cannot avoid like somebody cutting you off in traffic amen god is good consider that when an offense comes into your mind it begins to germinate we use that word when we're gardening. You know, the, the seeds have to germinate before they begin to bloom and, and take its root. So an offense, when not dealt with, it begins to germinate in our mind. That means it starts to play over and over and over and over and over and over. And, and we're reciting the event when it happened, the time, but we're wearing how the weather was. But we don't take under consideration that the only person that's giving life to that is you. So as believers, we have to understand this, that a stronghold is based on a pattern of thoughts and offenses that go against the word of God. Because in order for God to do judgment in your behalf, he has to begin with you first. The scripture tells us very clearly that he comes to judge his people first before the earth. That means that before we even bring a charge, we got to make sure that we are clean. We can't tell God to pass judgment on somebody that did us dirty when we've been doing some dirt too. Let's be honest. Amen. Jesus taught his disciples the kingdom of God by being the role model. And Jesus began to teach them the culture of the kingdom of God. The language of the kingdom of God. But most importantly, the conduct of the kingdom of God. Our words shape and create our environment. Watch what you say because whatever you say will become part of your life. If you call your children... No good words. If you say things 
that are not according to God's will, you won't eat the fruit of that. That's why we have to be careful. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 tells us that the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat the fruit of it. You are a subtotal of you. You walk around all day criticizing your wife and your husband. Oh, yeah, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. Because y'all like to get caught up how people offend you, but you offend others. Oh, this, this, this woman don't look the same way she used to look when I met her. You neither, brother. You neither. You don't look the same. You don't look the same either, brother. Brother. As a matter of fact, you was busted and disgusted. She saw the mercy of God and she married you. Now you look better than her because she's been so focused on getting the house together that you lose sight of you in the midst of her. Who are you to judge? That's the world we live in. That's why I speak life. Baby, you look beautiful. I tell my wife every day, you look beautiful. She, 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 she looks at me and says, I'm so happy I found love with you. I'm setting myself up for a blessing. That's breakfast, that's lunch, and that's dinner and dessert. Treat your woman like you want to be treated. You want her to bring you the remote? Bring love into the house before she brings you that remote. You want her to switch the soul popper for the game? Just make sure you massage her at a certain time before the game. And trust me, she's going to fall asleep. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, here, you can watch the game. That massage was so good. Toma, toma. <laughs> learn. Learn. I don't even tell my wife when the game is going to start and when it's going to end. I just tell her, baby, I love you. You know, tonight I have to watch something important on TV. So what do you need me to do right now? What, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to do? Well, remember, you told me, you promised me you were going to buy me this. Okay, I don't have time to go to the mall. Let's go to the website. Oh, it's going to be here tomorrow. Wait, not yet. I think I have a coupon. <laughs> Wisdom. God is good. Amen. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Pastor, why do you say that? Because there are certain things in life that you can avoid. Come on, man. You grown. If you don't learn the lesson, you fail, you, you won't repeat it again. You got to learn from the things that you have been summoned to, the things that you have gone through. As you grow, you mature. Okay? So there's certain offenses right now that shouldn't be offending you. Are you hearing me? They shouldn't be offending you by now. For example, you know, we get offended with our kids and their behaviors and the way that they are. Let me tell you something. We could teach our kids lessons. You know what I'm saying? They didn't throw out the trash. Instead of you throwing it out, you bring it to their room. What's up? What's up with that? Ain't nothing wrong with that. 
They got the nurse to call you. Ain't no milk here. You, you know why? You get up and you go to the store. Ain't gonna be, I ain't bringing no milk. You see, I, I got, you got to get yourself a little, you know, when you get older, get yourself a small little refrigerator and start stashing stuff in your room. That way your kids will get the lesson. They'll be like, dang, they're kicking us out already. They ain't buying no food. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, somebody help me. Go downstairs and shut the power off in every room except your room to let them, when they come and they say, whoa, what's going on? Well, you need to get a job, you know, because we can't be affording these bills. You know what I'm saying? But how come it's warm as in your room? Because we provided for our room, not your room. That includes the TV room. Because our kids spend more time in there than what they should. You see, we got to be role models. We got to be examples. You, you get what I'm saying? The whole family getting into an argument because nobody want to shovel the driveway. Oh, when I was growing up. That gave me a flashback. I used to get hit if my brother did something. I, I, if, if, if my brother, if, if, if I did something, my brother got hit. We were all held accountable. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They held us accountable. So we used to look out for each other and be like, yo, you better not mess up, man. You know I'm trying to get that, that Nintendo, Super Mario, you know, because we old school. You know, that Sega Genesis, you know. We don't got what we used to, what you guys got now. We had that old school. We had to take out the tape and blow it. <sighs> you, don't, you don't know nothing about that. It's all digital now. Back then, we used to take some Q-tip or some alcohol if it wasn't working. And we used to shove it in there, shove it in there. And once we got it in there, we didn't have no memory card. So if the game failed, that was it. If you were in level six, you had to go all the way back to level one. It wasn't no, no memory card. No, y'all got it made today. That's why they are the way they are. You see, when we were growing up, we didn't have toys. We had rocks and sticks and dirt. Some of you played enough with so much dirt. Come on, by now you should be clean. Why is this dirt on you? Ooh, that's deep. We played with bricks. I remember when my mom used to live on Pine Street. Oh, old school. There was a couple buildings on the block, and they were knocking them down and stuff like that. Landlords wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing, so they were cleaning out. So me and my brother decided to go out there and play with some bricks, and we, we, we did a brick wall, you know, brick wall. I don't know what we were up to, bricks, you know. And my mom came out the window, man, that means look. But, but in Spanish, it's after the sofrito, after the sazón. After the coffee, that expression comes out. That expression has a lot to say. It is a statement. When they say mira, that means you stop. Because they're about to summon you. Are you hearing me? And, and, and she goes, what are you guys doing? Oh, we over here. Before we even answer, you know, like, like our parents were like, they contradict what they said in the midst of a conversation. It's like they asked you something and then they told you something else and then they beat you in the midst of it. Like that, that didn't make no sense. We're playing, no, no. Get those bricks, put them back and get back inside. Y'all have to eat. 
So my brother, he's smart. He decided to knock all the bricks on my foot. And you know, back then, we was the imitators of the Flintstones. We didn't have no shoes. You know, the kids, in, that's how we were, we were brought up. We, we walked in our bare foot. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, that was normal. And bow. And all I saw was the skin on my foot just rise up. And I said, ay, 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 ay. I thought I was an Indian. <laughs> Running. My mom didn't embrace me when, ay, mi hijo. Yo te dije a ti, threw me in the shower, uh, beat me with a sandal, grabbed some peroxide, and poured without mercy. My brother was a ninja, so he was underneath the bed. They wasn't going to capture him anytime soon. But after I went through that, she put the bandage on me. She gave me the whole lecture, and then she put me to sleep. The lessons of life taught me how to appreciate my parents, how to appreciate life, because the world out there is more colder than the world you're being introduced at home. Nobody ain't going to love you more than your parents. Nobody going to tell you, you, we need to honor our parents. I want every youth in this building to stand up right now and give your parents a round of applause for providing for you, for loving you, for holding up on you. Come on, youth, get up. Get up, children, get up. I, I know it's hard. I know y'all been working all day. I know last night. And give your parents a round of applause. Tell them how much you love them. We love you, mommy. We love you, daddy. The Bible says, honor thy father and mother so that the days on this earth will be long. That's the first commandment we're promised. Why so many kids are dying in the streets? Why are kids addicted to drugs, gangs, pornography? Why? Because they lost the, the essence of of the commandment of God. Amen. It is a commandment. Not a suggestion. God will honor what he has established. And God has established order. Order is key. What is order? And I want to make that clear. What God has established. Are you hearing me church? Stop trying. To do more than what God has asked you to do. You cannot outgive God. You cannot outpray. You cannot outworship. We're always trying to challenge God instead of embracing God. If God made you that way, it was because He delighted Himself to make you that way. I, I don't have any issues with my lips. I don't have any issues with my eyes. I don't have any issues with my body. I used to at one point, but then I realized God made me this way. Are you hearing me? See, in my case, it was different because I'm, I'm a Carmel brother. That, that means the sun and the moon had to be just right before my father and mother got jiggy. And I know y'all hating because I got to tan all year long. I ain't going to go. I didn't got to go to South Beach. You, you get what I'm saying? 
I, I'm good, brother. I'm good. Look at your brother and say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, sister. I'm good with my color. I'm good with my complexion. You might not like me, but I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I'm good. I don't need no likes on Facebook. I don't need you to follow me. I'm good. I don't want to be easily offended, and I don't want to be an offense. Amen? God is good. The reason why we get offended is because we say one thing and do another. If we made things clear to people, we wouldn't be offended. Like, I make it clear to my family. Y'all could come over. We're going to cook. But at a certain time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I make it clear. That used to offend them until I made it an understanding, you know. People got to get up in the morning and go to work. I know, I know we Spanish people like to jiggy, 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 jiggy. You know, we don't wait until Saturday and Sunday. We start Thursday night. Are you hearing me? People will, will get to you when you allow them to get to you. But you got to make things clear. You got to make a statement. James chapter 1 verse 23 says, If anyone who listens to my words but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror, verse 24, and after he looks at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. You are a product of you. If you don't like something that's going on in your life, you have to be the change. You see, people will, allow, people will do whatever you allow them to do. It's funny how people got cars and they'll call you so that you can pick them up. And they'll dawn on you, they're trying to use your gas. I'll call them back and be like, what's wrong with your car? Oh, nothing, I just like driving in your cars. And nah, 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 you ain't playing that game. Better catch yourself a bus before you get busted. You need to understand as a church and where God has taken us that we are responsible for ourselves. The Bible is self-explanatory when it comes down, breaking down instruction. It makes it clear. God wants you to model what he has laid before you. So if you don't want to get offended, which you will at one point in life, people understand where you're coming from. Don't go to your brother and be gossiping about an offense. Go to the offender and, and, and say offender. Don't, don't use the word offender. Can I talk to you real quick? Mega, mega, bang, all the way. You remember the other day when I pulled up, you looked at me a certain way? I, I, felt, I felt offended by that. And they're like, they're trying to remember what day was that. And if they're real, they're going to tell you, oh, man, you know, that day, it wasn't, it was nothing against you. It's that I had some enchiladas. And I mixed it with some milk. And my stomach. We get offended not knowing. And, and some, some offenses are just childish. Okay, nobody said hi to you. That's, that's okay. That, it's not the end of the world. Oh, they forgot to call me. It's not the end of the world. 
Keep it moving. Life goes on. I'm going to tell you something. If you have that attitude, you're going to save yourself from yourself. There, we have accelerated aging because we have allowed offenses to come into our heart. And when offenses come in, they begin to kill you from the inside out. It's not what a man consumes. It what comes out of, a mouth, of the mouth of the man that's what he has inside. So whatever's inside is going to come outside. It's going to surface. It's going to resurface. Even though you say, I'm not offended. I, I don't feel that way. What are you talking about? Soon or later what you don't address in life will address you are you hearing me god is good we can choose to hear what we want to hear but don't complain when the results are the same don't complain you're a victim of you i make things clear i love people don't get me wrong I love fellowshipping with people, but don't cross the line. But I'm going to make clear what that line is. Okay, I'm not going to let you figure me out like a riddle. I'm not a riddle. You get what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make your life complicated. What I'm saying is that sometimes when we are offended, we don't look at the person that offend us with the compassion of God to take out the time and say, you know what, let me talk to you, brother. I, I, you know, this, this is going on, it's bothering me in my heart. And if you don't have the courage to do that, then pray to the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit could deal with you first and then the Holy Spirit will give you the courage to come to your brother and sister because at the end of the day, you want to save your brother and sister. You don't want to get them in the place that you were at. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is good. Ooh. Look at your neighbor and say, you're some total of you. Don't look at your wife and say that because we don't want no problems up in this place. Tell her in the parking lot somewhere where, amen. <laughs> we need, y'all always getting me in trouble in this place, I tell you. Amen. We need to accept the truth, recognize it, and deal with it. We need to strive for better. We need to grow up. My level of expectation from people should not be determined by the way I think. Because if the way you think and you put that expectation on someone, they're always going to let you down. Like, how can I expect something from Pookie and Mookie? Pookie and Mookie don't know nothing. They're in the block all day, every day, doing the same thing. And I get offended because... They said something like, for real, like, you know, they ratchet, you know, they ghetto, just like the people up in the boondocks. They think they're better than others. They walk with their nose up high. That's okay. Stay up there. Stay up in the clouds because I'm right here. I'm neutral. I ain't trying to go too high. I ain't trying to go too low. I'm neutral. Why you have to be neutral? Because if you're not neutral, you will never adapt to the storms. If you fly too high, you could get caught up in a, slow, to, uh, in a storm. And if you fly too low, you could crash. You have to stay in the middle. That's why God refers himself as an ego. An ego doesn't fly with pigeons. You can't lock an ego in a cage. You can, but the moment you open up that door, that ego's gone. Because he was designed to fly at a distance to see his enemies. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The ego sees his prayer and takes the prayer 
out of his element and brings them to his element. Why? Because sometimes when the ego goes to a higher level, the enemy cannot breathe in that level. And some of you are fighting battles with chickens acting like chickens. When you are an eagle, you're supposed to overlook that. You're supposed to fly over that. Uh, uh, Come on, come on, come on, come on. God didn't identify himself with a turkey. With a chicken or with a rooster. He he identified himself with two creatures that show power and show examples. For example, you look at the lion. The lion is not the biggest animal in the jungle. The elephant, the giraffe are. But the lion has characteristics that make him rule as a king. When he roars, the whole jungle is quiet. He's not the fastest. He's not the biggest. But his characteristics are characteristics of dominion. I'll get next to an elephant any day. I'll get next to, 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 to any other animal. But there's something about the line that I am messing with. They got them beautiful eyes from a distance. When I read the Bible and I see that David fought lions and Samson fought lions, I was like, dang. What they was using back then? Super creatine? And God identified himself as an ego. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me, church? God is good. Give God a round of applause and then God is good. I'm going to give you six keys for you to write down how to deal with offenses, especially now that we're dealing with these end time signs. First of all, an offense will open the door to satanic harassment by demonic forces such as bitterness, anger, etc., Anytime that you don't address an offense, you are opening the doors for Satan to come in and harass you. How does he harass you? He brings in thoughts. He begins to cultivate them in your mind and in your heart. And before you know it, you will be a product of that. So there's six different ways that you can handle offense. The number two individual that has offended you alone, privately, don't broadcast it. Address it. Now, if they don't listen, then you bring a brother or sister. And if they don't listen, then you do it publicly. Before anyone does something to you, that means they've done it before. And they might not be aware of that. So that's why we got to be careful that when we're going to summon our sisters or our brothers, understand that they're a victim of somebody else. Are, Are you hearing me, church? Number two. Make your approach with respect, not as a victim. Why? Because if you approach somebody feeling like the victim, your emotions are going to take over. And before you know it, it's going to turn into a fight. Approach people with respect. Be like, hey, can I talk to you? Now, if you know there's certain people that you cannot talk to, bring a witness with you. Bring the cops with you. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) 
Number three, rebuke their behavior. The word rebuke means to correct. Do not entertain it. Be like, yo, what you did wasn't right. If you entertain it, you say, you know, you did it to me, it's, it's okay, you know, I got over it, then you're giving them the license to continue to do it. But if you call them out on it and you correct them, you rebuke them, you win them over. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because if they don't hear it from you, they're going to hear it from somebody else. You know, sometimes our children subject themselves to so much trauma, but if you really look at it, they're a prime example of what's being shown at home. 80% of what your children will become will be of what you show them at home. Amen? Even if they rebel or not. Number four, seek to gain your brother and sister. Reconcile and restore the relationship rather than to take revenge. Stop trying to get even with people. Reconcile it. I reconcile out of relationship. I'm good. The person's good. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to invite you over my house so that we can have a barbecue. No, 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 no. We, we have peace, you know. So when I see you at the store, hey, how you doing? Keep it moving. Nothing there. Because there's some offenses that you can't set yourself up prematurely when you're still being healed and invite the person back in knowing that you are not healed completely and set yourself up for failure. God bless you, my love. Amen. We have to understand that process. And I'm going to say that again. Seek to gain your brother and sister. Reconcile, restore the relationship rather than take revenge. Number five, be aware of being overly sensitive and own your part. You can't be, sen be overly sensitive about the offense. Own your part to it. It takes two to fight. It takes two to argue. It took, takes two to agree. Two wrongs don't make a right. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? So we have to take ownership like, my bad. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize it. I'm sorry. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. But I'm going to work on it. Not say, all right, all right, I'm going to work on it. Minister Wayne, come over here. Hurry up, man. I'm offended. You know what this mother-loving... Oh, I'm... I shouldn't have said that. But you know, God is still working with. What am I doing? I'm contaminating my brother. But making pretend over here that I fixed the situation when in reality I didn't. So I just fester and tainted his heart. Now he mean mugging the other brother. Now we cool and now they upset. But who? Being mature is not. I ain't even going to tell my brother. I'm just going to keep it moving. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Number six and the final one. Seek to grow spiritually maturely. Do not be an offense to others. I try not to offend people. That's my model. That's my goal. I can't help every situation, but there's certain things that I can help. If I'm aware of it or I sense it, I don't go there. I've been, I've been with my wife for 20 years. My mom taught me when I was a little boy, when you go to people's houses, you don't go in their fridge. Hello? Am I the only one? You don't ask for nothing. You don't look at nothing. You just sit there and mind your business. 
If, they, if you got to use the bathroom, you're going to use it now before we go over there. Did I make myself clear? Yes, sir. And we will go. I've been married with my wife. I've been with my wife for over 20 years. I go to my mother-in-law's house from time to time. Hey, Maricel. Can I get a soda or a refresher? Oh, you, 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 your son, go, go right ahead. I can't. Still ask if I could go to the bathroom. Why? Because I was taught that when I was a little boy. I love my mother-in-law. We cool. She opens up to me, but I never want to violate. Because sometimes we get too overly confident that I could go into the bathroom without telling someone. But what if they left something in there and it goes missing? At least give them the benefit of the doubt to go in the bathroom and make sure. Like my wife, before anyone goes into our bathroom, she runs in there and makes sure. Okay, it's flush. There's toilet paper. Okay, okay, we good, 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 we good. Oh, I forgot the spray. She brings the spray bottle. You know, because if they, they ain't going to drop no load up in here and we're going to smell that. Nah, nah, ain't going to happen. <laughs> so we cover each other's back. <laughs> That's too personal. But it could be an offense if I come to your house and they stink up your whole place. And then you mad. You mad. You're like, dad, they had no courtesy. How you going to blow up my house like that? <laughs> that could be an offense. Let us be in our fear if we're physically able. In the times that we live in, Jesus said that many will be offended. And the offense will cause many to betray many. We're going to deal with that as the weeks approach. But if you've been offended by someone, now today's the day. You know what's the saddest thing that I have seen throughout my life? Going to a funeral, seeing people crying. Because they felt some type of way. They didn't get the opportunity to ask for forgiveness for the person that deceased, the person that passed away. I don't want, don't get to that place. Call your brother, call your sister, call your friends and tell them, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't want a funeral. I don't want a, 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 a tragedy to occur so that I could feel some type of way. No, let's solve it now. So when it's your time to go, you could go in peace. Look at your brother and say, many will be offended, but not me. Declare it over your life, not me. Not me. Boo-boo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But not me. I refuse to be a prisoner of my own ignorance. I refuse to be a prisoner of Satan's plot. For those who are watching us on social media, Thank you for tuning in. My name is Pastor Jose Martinez. Check us out on our website, www.resurrectionspringfield.org, or all social media platforms at TRC413. God bless you. How many can say today, Pastor, I'm ready to let go of that offense? Lift up your hands right there. We ain't going to put no hands on you. We ain't going to force you. But if you feel like you were offended, lift up your hands. And let us pray together. Amen. Say with me, 